are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Dude, I'm pumped for this episode. <laughs> Not because I like love social media so much, but it's because I specifically love social media so much. <laughs> but today on the show, guys, we have Kristen Coffee Presley, the founder of For the Love of Coffee, a fashion and lifestyle blog based right here in Northeast Florida. Well, in Northeast Florida, this is Central Florida. We're close enough. You're out in Keystone Heights? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Cool. Well, um, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Super excited to have you. Um, I absolutely love everything about Instagram and things that are happening in the influencer world. And it's it's interesting, you know, because a lot of people always reach out to me and they say, they say, hey, Colin, like, how can I be on the show? I want to be on the show, which is awesome. I'm glad yeah. that we've had so many people, you know, reaching out to us. And 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 so I've really laid out a, a few different ways, right? One. Um, we have the, the application online, which is a great way. You can go to whoagmv.com, fill it, fill it out, uh, go to nominate a guest, fill out the form. It gives you all the information, which is a great way to get on the show. Um, of course, we're always trying to like keep a solid mix of individuals and content, the things that we're discussing. Um, and so I was just trying to keep it really, really mixed up, right? That helps me keep things extremely organized because it's just super difficult when I've got like Facebook messages and Instagram messages and YouTube messages and then emails and then, you know, forms being filled out. So that's one way. The other way is, of course, like, you know, through one of the guests that have already been here. We've always said, hey, we're always talking to the guests that have already been here saying, hey, who would be a great person that you know to put on the show? So that's that's number two, right? And then number three is through Ty and I directly. And, and that's from people, me specifically, like with my engagement, I'm like, or I'm just getting on Instagram and I'm just looking and, um, and not just Instagram, but all over the place, right? Like yeah. obviously social media is a great mm-hmm. feeder of information. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like looking through these places and I came across Kristen's Instagram account. That's how I originally found her. And I reached out through direct message and I said, this is awesome. You totally need to be on our show, <laughs> and and so that's the best that's the best way to get on the show is just completely wow us because this is the show that is whoa, so whoa us to where we reach out and we're like man like we need to talk about this so I'm super excited that you're here Yay, I'm so happy to be here and um, we're gonna dive like what we like to do is dive into the origin story but before we do that I need to check in over here with my boy Ty because he's got some crazy news. Yeah, crazy news. crazy news. Like, fill, fill us in, man. Fill, me, fill everybody in on what's going on. Yeah, so I guess when this podcast drops, um, I'll be in Jordan, the country of Jordan, uh, playing some uh, professional golf tournaments. So, resurrecting the professional golf career. Um, did so over the holidays, and I'm going over to the Middle East for at least five weeks, maybe six weeks. So, uh, pending, I leave Saturday the 26th. So, uh this is our, my last podcast for a month, so it should be fun. Dude, that's, that's insane. And so did yeah. all of this come from your recent trip, or was it kind of in the works? Yeah, it's or? been in the back burner for a while. I was injured probably five, six years ago, so I've been trying to get, get healthy while I've been working, and I've wanted to give it one more go, so I'm uh, 
I'm going for it, and I'm gonna give myself uh, a legitimate shot to uh, to do it. And uh, the cool thing is doing all this social media stuff, the best of gains on some other accounts and the podcast. I've had a lot of opportunities with some cool golf brands that are reaching out to give me some free stuff, and uh, potential sponsors are kind of in the pipeline. So it's a uh, they like people that are good at social media. So hopefully the listeners get some uh, some good advice on how to grow their personal brand or their business or whatever because it can be helpful for whatever's next, even if you don't know. So I told him. Cool. I told him he needs to vlog the entire thing. Yeah, I've been watching <laughs> yours. I'm, I'm gonna try to work on it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you gotta do it, man. So I bought a mic. I've got a. Uh, I've got a stabilizer. Yeah. I've got the set ready to go, so we'll see. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Are you like super jacked? Yeah, I, I mean, I've traveled a decent amount. Thailand was amazing. That's the first time I was in Asia in December. This will be my first time to the Middle East. Um, should be a little different, but yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Dude, it's gonna be really, really exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about it when you get back yeah, and hear cool. about hear yeah. about all of it. So cool, man. Well, we're gonna miss you. Yeah, um, I know. Like we're Ty and I were trying to figure out what we're gonna do from a co-host standpoint, and I think I have I have some ideas I want to talk to you about after the okay. show. Yeah, for sure. There's some some cool stuff. So um, I think I think we can come up with something super creative. Yeah, I like it. Until you get back. Yeah. Hold hold Ty's place until he gets back. <laughs> also, I wanted to give the shout out that I got a free coffee from you this morning. Uh, <laughs> Follow Colin on Instagram because you never know when he'll drop a free hundred dollars to Starbucks. Yeah, and uh, this was about twenty four <laughs> hours after you posted, it still had some credit. So uh, I was he's actually a good follow. I, I would like to take all the credit for it, but it's completely my wife. She was she was uh, somebody in her network had had done it. She was like, "How do I get this to work? This is a cool idea," and so. I was like, I'll, I was like, I'll figure it out. I was like, I'm pretty sure it has to just to do with an e-gift card. Yeah. So I bought like a gift card for myself, right? Bought a, went to Starbucks.com, bought a gift card, sent it to myself, got the barcode, put the barcode on my Instagram story, and said, whoever sees this, thank you for watching my story. Go have a free coffee on me. And so a bunch of people have gone out, gotten a cup of coffee, taken yeah. a picture of their cup of coffee, sent it to me, and free coffee until the. Until the uh, yeah. <laughs> account runs out, but I'll out. probably refill it and do yeah, it again. If I get good at vlogging, watch out when I go to a Starbucks and I just buy it out for everybody. For everybody in the room. Yeah, everybody. I'll, I'll, be the, I'll be the hero. <laughs> yeah, I would like ask that you consider everybody else <laughs> and not buy the entire room a cup of coffee. But uh, but no, it was, it was that's how you might trend cool. though, because it'll come back to you. But you should definitely follow me on Instagram, and then I'll do crazy stuff like that, and just you know, I don't know, buy cups of coffee for maybe we'll do other stuff too. I like it. I love I love doing that kind of stuff. It feels good. You don't even know who's getting it. Like I don't even know who's getting a cup of coffee, but it feels good. Yeah, somebody is. So I'm enjoying it currently. All right, good. (laughs) Well, Kristen, thanks again so much for being here. This is gonna be so much fun. I'm I'm just like ecstatic to get into your story and hear about all the cool things that have been happening. So let's start with that. Tell us about your origin story. About like, did you ever see yourself getting into this? What were you doing that led to this? And just give us that that great story. Okay. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Keystone Heights. I'm still there. Um, I graduated from there. Then I went and did my two years at Santa Fe, and then I transferred to UF to do the two years after that. Um, I was in the retail classes and retail society. And um, fashion has always sparked an interest to me. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start a blog. And it wasn't something that I thought about. I just literally woke up one morning and applied to get a WordPress account and started 
a blog. And it wasn't until, I mean, I kept, I would do like maybe one or two blog posts a week for about a year and a half. It was nothing special. Um, I followed a few bloggers on Instagram. I only had like a thousand followers on Instagram. It was nothing special. Well, I went and graduated UF um, December 2016. And I was like, am I gonna keep doing this or am I not gonna do this? Because honestly, to have a blog and keep up with the fashion, it's a lot of money (laughs) keeping, you know, keeping up with the trends and everything. So I was like, I'm gonna push through, I'm gonna do it. Because by then, I feel, felt like I was gonna have FOMO and uh, fear of missing out, for those of you that don't know, um, in case I stopped, because I, I had already made friends with bloggers and everything. So I kept going, um, again, from December 2016 to probably roughly June, July of 2018, so that's about a year and a half. I still only blogged one or two times a week. Um, I was very consistent on Instagram though, and that's how I grew my following. But my blog side of it, I just I didn't pay much attention to, and I always had a full-time job um, aside from my blog, so I never gave it that 100%. Um, I'd always give it you know, 25, 50%. It was always on the back burner. Well, here comes June 2018, July 2018, and I was like, what am I gonna do with this? It's been way too long. I've been doing this for almost three years in August, and I still have no idea what I'm doing with it. And I'm still you know, spending so much money trying to keep this blog afloat. So I decided to put in my all. Um, thankfully, I was at a job that was very flexible, so um, I put in everything I had, and it wasn't until about six months ago, August 2018, that I got invited to New York Fashion Week, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually you know, having my name out there, people know me, and um, I was so excited that I got invited to a couple shows and parties at New York Fashion Week in September, and I ended up putting 100% of my effort into it, and then in November, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna quit my job, I'm gonna do this full time, and the last two months have been the best months ever. Hmm. Um, I work for myself, I strictly do 150% of my time goes into my blog. Um, I probably work (laughs) way too many hours than I used to. Um, 40 hours a week now, I probably work 60 to 80, but it's been the best the best couple months ever, so. Did you, I mean, so when you were like, I'm gonna start a blog, Mm -hmm. did you just, did you know what you were gonna start it on? Or you're just like, ah, let me think about it. Or you just had this, you know, passion for fashion and stuff. So, oh, that's that's good. (laughs) Passion for fashion, yeah. Yeah. So I always had passion for fashion. (laughs) Um, So ever since high school, everyone would be like, oh my God, where'd you get that? And I'd always find, you know, affordable pieces, which is, kind of like my platform, uh, finding affordable fashion that everyone looks good and feels confident in. And then also on my platform, I try to really radiate positivity. Um, Ever since the beginning, my first blog post was about positive, um, how to wake up and be a positive person that day. So um, I'm very rarely a negative Nancy. You know, it comes every once in a while, but I'm always try to have positivity and you never know who needs that and needs to see that um, 
for that day. So, so when these, when the Fashion Week, you said they were, it was New York. What did you say it was? New York Fashion Week. New yes. York Fashion Week reached out to you. I mean, one, well, one, how did they find you? Instagram. They just the blog. They yeah. were searching. So I mean, as as New York Fashion Week, these here they are. They're thinking, okay. We invite Kristen. She comes. She's gonna share it all. It's it's exposure. Like I mean, what like why did they reach out to you? So New York Fashion Week, there's multiple brands, um, and some of the brands reached out to me to uh, attend their party, to attend their shows, like that. It's not like New York Fashion Week as a whole. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what were you thinking when this happened? I'm like, I'm like um, just trying to think. Okay, hey, somebody reaches out to me. Come, come to our parties. Come to like. Well, I was trying to figure out how to make it work, but it was like in three weeks. Like they literally give you two or three week time period. It was probably because people weren't able to go, so they invited me. No. But <laughs> um, I was trying to make it work. Some of my friends were already going because they had already um, made the leap to blog full time and they had the flexibility to do that, but I didn't yet. So um, just trying to get you know a hotel room, flight all in three weeks and trying to get off from work, like it was just too much. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna actually plan it for next year because I already know that I'm gonna be going and just have all my ducks in a row and be prepared this time. And like trying to shop for New York Fashion Week in three weeks would be crazy, so. <laughs> so when did, like, remind me again when you like started the blog? August 2015. Okay, so it's only been three and a, three and half, and a years. half years. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I can still count in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was having trouble. I mean, that's really not that long. Three and a half years, and you have, how many Instagram followers do you have right now? I just hit 86,000. Okay, and does that number really reflect like what's like showing in the vlog, I mean in the blog, or is the blog more like? So the blog is less because like I said, for that two and a half years, I didn't really focus on my blog. I focused on growing my Instagram. I was very consistent in my Instagram. Um, and I always had my blog link in my Instagram, like my bio, but, I didn't do much on there. There wasn't a lot of activity. So um, once I started November 2018 um, working full time, that number has changed dramatically. So, can you give us an idea of like, so in 2015, how many, do you have any idea how many followers you had? I don't really know the followers, but blog views is what a lot of people, um, like brands look for. Right, that's what um, they care about. Yes, yeah, so blog views, because subscribers are one thing, that those are just people that automatically get your blog posts, but other people, they just, some people don't want that email clutter. Right. So people will go and look at your blog um, from your Instagram. But so, let's just say from August 2015 all the way to July 2018, I was only getting probably roughly 5,000 views a month, and now I'm all the way up to 60,000 views a month. That's okay, awesome. so are you actively searching like for the brand? So give us an example of a brand, like, they're, like a clothing brand, like what, just tell us a little bit about that. Like, they're like just how having, I get yeah, to yeah, work with them? Correct. Okay, so I don't reach out to many people at all. I get so many emails a day um, asking to work with these brands and I just filter through like, is this on brand? Um, are my followers gonna like this? Is it affordable? Um, and that's kind of like how I filter through my email. 
And then once I um, say yes to a brand, we'll go over rates and how much it is to be for an Instagram post or for a blog post or any of that. And then if they like everything, we'll send the contract, get this contract signed, and then there we go. And then we set a date okay. <laughs> that needs to be posted. All right, so you're making, this sounds so easy. <laughs> but I really wanna like dive in a little bit because I wanna provide a lot of value to somebody who's gonna listen to this and be like, oh man, listen, like I, want, I wanna be the next Kristen Coffee. There's, does that even cross your mind that there are people there's who want to be doing, there's yeah. so many people that wanna do what you're doing? Yes, I get yeah. roughly 150 DMs a day asking like, how do I get where you are? And you know, right. there's so many. You, you become a mini celebrity. I know you don't, I know you don't like to frame it up in your head that way, but that's what influencers are. Like they're the, they're the celebrities of 2019. And so how, how many, you might've already said this, how many people are on, following you on Instagram right now? 86,000. 86,000. So, and the one thing that I've learned from observing a lot of this and working on social media with even some of our clients is that the, what starts to happen is it starts to get pretty exponential. It's harder to go from zero to a thousand than mm -hmm. it is to go from ten thousand to twenty thousand. Yes. Once I hit like seventy five, sixty thousand, it really just started growing. Started, yep. Yes. Yep. And and what and why is that in particular? Is it because of the explore option and the hashtags and like are you spending a lot of time? I mean, and I know you're like super educated in this too, so I really want to kind of hear this from both of you guys. Like what leads to that exp exponential growth? Because you're, you've gone through the same thing. Because, yeah. I mean, even when we started this podcast in May, like you were at 24,000, yeah. and now Best of Gainesville's at 35, 36,000? Yeah, 38 now. Okay, 38,000, yeah. so I mean, even in that year's time, it's been pretty significant. Yeah. Uh, not even a year, half a year. Yeah. So, what specifically leads to that exponential growth? I think ours, Best of Gainesville's, probably a little bit different than Kristen's just because it's more localized. Our reach isn't nearly as big in some ways, but in some ways we know exactly who we're targeting mm -hmm. to. Um, so I think it's become a little bit of a thing with like freshmen coming in. Either they already follow us as they've been applying, um, you know, maybe they've entered a contest if they're in high school here, we've had high schoolers enter. Um, so I would say that most freshmen that are even on Instagram in some capacity at least know what Best of Gainesville is. If not, they follow it. Um, so I just think that continuous turnover has been good. And then as the Instagram community gets older in general, or people start to pick it up, we're getting uh, alumni that are DMing like where to stay, you know, what restaurants to go to. So it's kind of, we're getting the squeeze from both ends. Um, and during football season, it explodes. Um, and that engagement is critical. Yeah, like you're, you're responding to every single one of those direct messages. Mm. I'm not good at responding to really messages. No, I'm you terrible at it, but I'm getting better <laughs> at it. Um, I get, I'm sure, the same way, just crushed Pounded. with people that want to be featured or businesses that have no, not to say no business being featured, but just too advertising. Um, so I try to keep it pretty clean, which is why we've grown also. Um, yeah, you're not cluttering it up with Not cluttering nonsense. it up, and that's been a tough thing for me is to try to monetize it slightly and grow, because it's a ton of work um, and cost to go eat mm -hmm. places and different things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a numbers game with when you want to start to grow it, and 
I'd be interested in, because I have a couple key points. I started mine in August 2016, so it's been just over two years now, two and a half years. And I've got some like key points of when, when I knew I had a thing, and then when I knew I had a, a real thing, and then I was like, oh, this is actually serious. I should probably make a real <laughs> logo and like DM people back and create a contract and different things. Yeah, so, so is that what happened with you? Yeah, when was your first like paid, someone paid you or gave you some, even just something free, first thing you got in the mail? Um, my first free gifting was probably 2016. Um, it took me a good year for the blog and then um, I was gifted about a year, a year and three or four months after and then honestly I did free product for probably way too long, um, a year after yeah. that, so. So people are just like, hey, I'm gonna send yeah. you this, mm -hmm. take a picture, post it on your Instagram account. Exactly, because I honestly didn't think I was worthy enough to have people pay me. Yeah. Uh, straight up. Um, and, and why then, was that? Was I that just, simply just because you're like, oh, the number of views, I, or like. And not just, just like, that, eh. I wasn't gonna have a f uh, um, paid collaboration until I hit 10,000 followers. Um, and I didn't hit 10,000 until May 2017. And then it's. Um, Had you started to reach out to other bloggers that were already at those levels to kind of say, hey, like when I get here, when a brand reaches out, like what, did you have contracts that you looked at or were you ready to go when when they were ready to pay you or was there kind of like a, a point where you were not scared to ask but still in kind of like that waiting game? I was kind of scared to ask for payment, um, afraid that they just wouldn't work with me at all. Um, and then with for the bloggers thing, I I feel like I started my blog where a lot of the things in blogging were still hush hush. Now people are so transparent about everything, but I feel like if I would have reached out to somebody, they would have not t told me or you know very vague about stuff. Yeah, so. I, I feel like the community is good if you have a few like mentors or like mm -hmm. good circles but it's still very vague mm -hmm. and I feel like for the people learning um, or wanting to aspire to be someone like you there's like different agencies there's different things you can sign up for you can there's kind 30 of, third party um, marketing yeah, companies you yep. can kind of bury yourself so mm -hmm. I'd like you to kind of because I'm sure you've been hit up by companies like that if you were someone in your community that was like a 5,000 to 7,000, they've seen a, a nice uptick, they're starting to get some free product. What would you advise them to do to you know, keep growing forward? Would you, because you don't have an, like an agency or go through it, you do it all yourself, mm -hmm. which I think is good, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I do everything myself. Um, honestly, people with five to 10,000 followers right now are getting paid for product. For sure. Um, they know how to pitch themselves, they know how to you know, get what they ask for. Um, and if they're, they have quality content, then that company will pay. Um, and then what's funny is the people with like zero to 10, 12,000 followers have a really great engagement because those people are wanting to follow them, but yep. people, when you get higher up like me and then over 100,000, your engagement seems to 
decrease a little bit, which is crazy to say, but it does. Yeah. Um, you can see people, you know, with zero to 12,000 that are getting 800 to 1,200 likes. Um, and their engagement's very, very good. Their reach is good. Their impressions are good. And then you get people with over 100,000 and their reach will be about the same. Yeah. yeah there's <laughs> so, going to be a handful of people who don't understand what engagement means. True. So why don't you explain that a little bit? So please. engagement is likes on your photo, comments on your photo, um, how many people see your photo. Um, so if you're looking at one of my photos, I have 86,000 followers. I might get 2,500 likes, but the people that saw my photo is around approximately 40 to 50,000 people. So you can actually see how many people look at your Instagram post. And a lot of companies want that, those statistics. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's what matters to them, mm-hmm. right? Yes. If I'm if I'm a nail polish or something, and I reach out to you and say, "Hey, we would like to work with you," mm-hmm. they're they're asking for these insights, right? They want to yes. see they want to see who's engaging with your content, who the demographic is, yes. and and you provide that through the insights on Instagram because your account is a business mm-hmm. account, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And um, what's I mean for the people all of our people out there, like what do you, like what's considered great engagement? Do you guys even know in terms of ratios? Um, I know anything over 1% is pretty good. Yeah. So mine's about a 1.7. Okay. Yeah. I would have to check what, what mine's <laughs> at right now. Yeah. The, and I mean, I'm are sure you guys like diving too. into those insights a lot? Like how, how, like as businesses and brands, like how, how much do you care about them? Yeah. I mean, I would say I don't, I don't particularly care that much. I know, you know, if we do a giveaway for a business or whatever, anytime you're having to tag different people and stuff, we do a lot better with our posts. Um, just because a picture of, you know, just like a nice looking photo of the swamp, it's not gonna get a hundred comments. Right. So some mm-hmm. of it's like aesthetically pleasing and then you kind of hit them with the stuff you want the true engagement on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say for different industries and different types of people, the engagement is very, yeah, the variance yes. is high. When when did Instagram stories come out? That wasn't always at the beginning, right? Yeah, like started a year that. and a half? Yeah, a year and a half ago. I mean, how much of an impact did that have? Because you're really good at it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, how many, because you're, you're, I mean, how many Instagram stories clips do you make in a day? I mean, it's a lot, right? It just depends on what I'm doing that day. Um, Like Sundays are the best engagement days. Um, People are shopping on Sundays, online shopping. So I always try to do like, um, like post sales and stuff on Sundays. So I know people are shopping. And with the uh, Instagram stories, they have the swipe up. So people can just swipe up and shop my link and then I get commissioned for it. And that's, I mean, it's, it's way easier to build relationships with a fan base, if you will, through Instagram stories because you're recording video of yourself so and you're relatable. talking and you're asking mm-hmm. questions. So like, did you notice a pretty big jump like when stories came out? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just because people wanna see, they wanna relate to you. They don't wanna see a pretty you know, Instagram feed. They wanna see you with no makeup on, you know, with pajamas on or whatever. <laughs> they just wanna feel relatable. Okay. That you're not always dressed up 24-7. <laughs> what about for you, Ty? Did you notice? Yeah, 100%. The uh, the swipe up feature 
when we got that, that was pretty that was huge. huge. What's the number of followers for that? Twenty? I believe it's still ten. Ten? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that Instagram offers the different polling type stuff mm-hmm. or questions, I mean, there's just just so much creativity you can use to really differentiate yourself or your brand from other industries. And to be honest, Best of Angels has done kind of a not a poor job, but we could do a lot better job. And it's just using takes, those tools. To yeah, well, it just takes or? a ton of time. Like, mm-hmm. like Kristen says, it's full time. I mean, you do an amazing job with your stuff, and you know how much. I'm all time like, I'm all take. like in between. So I'll be like on a podcast, and I'll just be like pulling yeah, out my phone. That's tough. And I'll just open it up. What up, everybody? Yeah, We're recording the podcast right now. This is your interruption, Kristen. Say hello. Hey. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to do that. I'll, yeah. just, <laughs> I'll just do that right in the middle of the day, like yeah. right in the middle of oh, my meetings and everything, yeah, just good. to give people a little behind the scenes. But I think little... one of the one of the cool things that Kristen's caught on to, I've been doing it a little bit, um, stories go away after 24 hours, but now you can put them into highlights. And when mm-hmm. you basically bracket these things into highlights, the newest highlight shows up first on the Instagram mm-hmm. feed. So you can kind of create it's a it's just a good way to keep the story going longer Mm -hmm. and i was just looking at your instagram you've got it segmented into six different things in your in your highlights what's been the most successful types of highlights you've been you've been using so i normally put um the things in my highlights by what people ask me the most about. Um, Everyone asks me how I do my everyday makeup, so my makeup tutorial's in there. They ask me how I curl my hair, my hair curling um, tutorial is in there, my (laughs) bun that I put on the top of my head. People ask me how I do that, so that's in there. Um, And I do this because I, even though these highlights are right here, I still get hundreds of DMs asking me how to do this stuff. So I'm like, hey, you should go check my highlights. Um, I have a full tutorial that is super helpful for you right there, so. And I think that's a good point is that you can use content more than once. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of businesses, especially in people that are learning social media for the first time, they'll spend a lot of money on a commercial or a video or even writing blogs or photography and they'll use it once in one place. Mm -hmm. And if you know what you're doing, you can get a lot of legs out of your content. Um, Even with the podcast, you know, Colin and I have talked about, um, you know, putting little, and you guys have done this with the Alexa skill and putting, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, quotes over over photos or Mm -hmm. videos. So you can get a lot of, a lot of different things out of the highlights, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started doing the Sunday shout-outs on Best of Gainesville. We had our fourth one this Sunday. Was was this past Sunday the one I put you on? Mm-hmm. So those have been really good. So we've been using anyone that uses Best of Gainesville in any hashtag for any type of thing, um, as long as it's it's gotta be a picture of a person. So trying to highlight people that are trying to spread the community and and get a little bit uh, better. So we'll have to throw Kristen in there this Sunday. Um, But it's been a cool thing. The highlight's been a great way to keep those up. Um, One question I have for you is how long do you keep the highlights up or how many highlights do you put into each highlight? I try not to clutter my Instagram feed. Um, So I try to make it all look good, but sometimes it's hard. I know a lot of people do like the same colored circles just mm-hmm. to make everything aesthetically pleasing. But um, I 
honestly will probably keep like my makeup tutorial and my hair curling tutorial up there for a while unless I change anything about it. Um, Cause those questions always are coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm super interested about the first time you decided to go from just accepting free product to money. Like what was that decision like? When when did you make the call and you're like, I mean it's another company was reaching out to you and you were just like, oh my fee is this or how did that conversation happen and how did you put a value on yourself? Honestly, um, I did not ask for money my first time. I worked or I uh, signed on a campaign with Neutrogena and they were like, okay, we're gonna pay you this much for this. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. So I technically did not ask for money my first couple of times. Um, I worked with Neutrogena and they offered the payment and then I also worked with Revlon and they offered a payment as well. Um, and what were kind of the terms? Did it, was it a mix of both like blog and your Instagram? It was only Is Instagram. It, it was only Instagram. Mm -hmm. And back then I had no idea how to even um, come up with a payment. Like I, I was like, okay. I don't even know how much I'm supposed to ask. Um, a lot of people do $100 per every 10,000 followers um, for an Instagram post. So um, if you have 50,000 followers, you should be asking for $500 per Instagram post. Um, Who created that standard? I have no idea, but, <laughs> but like, I heard it. Go. I heard it once, and it's pretty good ratio. So okay. Um, now that doesn't mean every company is going to take that. Sure. But um, anyways, so I honestly didn't start asking for money consecutively until June 2018, and I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm putting quality content out there, and I'm literally not making these people pay for anything. Um, so I, ever since June, July, 2018, I have had every single collaboration that I've had is paid, so. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Is there a slide, you don't have to delve into it, but is there a sliding scale for companies you may favor versus companies that it's like a tall ask for you to actually represent their product? What are you? Like if uh, Louis Vuitton wanted to give you something and they're like, hey, Kristen, it's free. Ask for payment. Yeah, so, you <laughs> yeah. know, and then there's no. like McDonald's wants you to do something. You know, where's the break even point? Because I deal with that also. Um, so if I'm already buying your product and it's not affordable, it's a lot of money, then yes, I'm, I'm, I'll just take the product. Okay. Um, I actually worked with a, um, uh, reseller, uh, kind of like Sandy's here, but mm -hmm. this one was down south, um, and they offered a free Louis Vuitton um, in exchange for a blog post and Instagram stuff, so that worked out. I didn't ask for payment for that, yeah. <laughs> obviously, but. Have you turned any brands away? Yes, okay. lots. Uh, I get tons of emails a day, and I, like I said, I filter through them, and if they're not on brand, if they're not, you know, a boutique that I would uh, promote by myself, then I'm not gonna work with them. That's what I've realized from the influencers that do it right, mm -hmm. yeah. is that they're not willing to take cash to mm -hmm. to make a post if it doesn't 
really resonate with it, like in terms of represent their brand yeah. and their, you know, the way they put it. Cause it's like, hey, I'm not gonna, kind of like with the podcast, it's, the it's like, we're not gonna have brand. a sponsor yeah. on the podcast of, you know, which we haven't, we haven't even gotten to that point yet with this podcast, but like we've talked about it a few times. It's like, hey, we're not gonna do that unless it's somebody we would actually use I as have a perfect example. Okay. Um, so I received an email about two weeks ago for um, a new, pill that they have for cramps mm. and they were offering two thousand dollars wow for an instagram post and a blog post and i turned them down because I'll that's shoot not that over the best of gainesville <laughs> <laughs> ty's like i'll take it <laughs> so that's not on brand that's not anything to do with fashion that's not you know so i was like no sorry not the and, and that happens a lot where you get these inquiries and you're like no i'm sorry Mm-hmm. We overgive. You're only going to build a more loyal fan base by doing yeah, that. 100. Uh, percent Yeah. Do you have any companies still sending you like terms or like, hey, Kristen, we want this, this, and this, and this is it? Or do you kind of have a little bit of a go between now that you've you're more and more successful as we go, where you there's like a little bit of a back and forth? Um, there is back and forth. Um, yes, there is back and forth. Okay. We negotiate rates yeah. and good. Yeah. Definitely. Good. I'm super fascinated by the the business side of this because it's just like now you're doing this full time. Like, what's it feel like doing what? Excuse me. What you love and posting on Instagram and doing all these stories and doing it like full time. I know. I never in a million years thought I would be doing this. Have you had anybody like from a I don't know like a hotel or like travel from a travel standpoint being like, hey, like. We'll pay for your we'll pay for your trip to New York to you know record this to do stories of this fashion thing or like anything like that happen yet? Um, I have had travel <coughs> collabor travel collaborations. Um, I've probably been to about five or six hotels, um, but I don't ask for payment for those either. So yeah. that's one thing that so it's like an yeah. exchange, like oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a getaway for you and the husband. Exactly, and they. Um, kind of make it to where you have, you try all the amenities. So they'll give us a free dinner, um, free spa appointment, anything like that if they offer it. And then I write a whole blog post about it. So we actually just got back from one like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago um, in Orlando at the Reunion Resort. Okay. okay. So. Cool. And what did they want you to do when you went there? Just, Honestly, just that just blog, out. blog post? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they, I guess they're just expecting you to do Instagram stories? Yeah. Or are they like, hey, we want 25 Instagram they, story posts? Some do. I think some hotels are still getting into the groove of working with influencers. They don't really know what to ask for. Yeah. Um, but this one specifically was four Instagram photos while I was there. Um, and then 20, at least 20 Instagram stories, which is easy. And then, but they don't go and like count them. They just want you to story your time there and then um, a blog post but it's nice though because all these places are usually beautiful so I just take all my um, like content and then take pictures like all my clothes and stuff that I have to post for that week and then take pictures there because it's normally gorgeous so so how do you <laughs> take the photos um, so I do have a nice camera okay. but I normally use my iPhone okay. because a lot of people say that it's more relatable, and I have an iPhone X, and the quality is great, anyways. And so I use my iPhone for most 
uh, photos, but if I have a campaign that is needing, you know, professional photography, um, my mom's my photographer. So. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The um, what other ways are you making money off of this? Because I know, like, there's there's affiliate links, right? I mean, when you say swipe up, mm-hmm. they're swiping up. They're swiping up to a link that's your link, so the business is knows that it's coming from your Instagram account. Correct? Yes, so I am affiliated with um, Like to Know It, which is in uh, the affiliate links. And um, for every person that makes a purchase off of my link, I get a specific commission. Um, now all the retailers and brands have different commissions, like commission rates. So let's just, I don't know them exactly, but let's just say Target, they're very, very low. So I only get like 2% back on Target, which is if someone buys something for $10, I might be getting like 20 cent, 50 cent, like not much at all. Um, But let's just say Nordstrom, they're really heavy with like to know it reward style. And I might get 20% of of the purchase. So like to know is the middleman in this? Yes. Okay. Yes. This stuff's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so these links, you're getting, so whether it's actual brands going directly to you or you doing swipe ups that lead to 20 cents from Target, mm-hmm. like you're getting it from a few different angles. Mm-hmm. Oh what, yes. What's your, what's your favorite? I mean, just Instagram story, is it the blog? Like, um, Probably your... Instagram stories because I connect most with my followers, my friends. And so, um, you know, in preparation for for this, like I've watched some of your stories, and I know there's like, like a lot of you staying with the phone in front of a mirror with clothes. Hey, check out this this shirt. Like, I mean, are you you're selling the clothes for that particular brand in that, and you're getting paid for that, yes. or are you getting paid for the post specifically? I'm getting paid for the Instagram story specifically. Okay. Um. So when a boutique branch. Uh, reaches out to me, uh, they have a couple different options in how they want me to promote their clothes, um, either an Instagram post or a try-on haul. And with a try-on haul, you literally, like you said, stand in front of your mirror and try on the clothes for everyone, explain how they fit, explain the material. People want to know this stuff before they buy it. So I'm kind of like that person's advertiser. Um, or that brand's advertiser. And then I usually have a swipe up and it goes directly to that boutique's website. Um, and they pay me for that try on haul. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. And I did wanna say with like to know it and reward style, not every single brand is affiliated with them. Um, only like a brand has to get accepted. So. Um, Got it. Yeah. Okay, I can tell you the one thing that I've, you know, obviously being in social media world as much as I am, and it's great because this is like, these are nothing but lessons for me, man, I love this stuff. Um, The one thing that I can tell you that I consistently see is one, brands, personal brands, don't know how to price themselves. They like, Again, it's like oh, hundred. I don't know, a hundred dollars for every ten thousand followers. Yeah. Like they, like they literally have no idea, and businesses have n- no idea how to get in touch with these people and make the con- make these connections. And it's really there's so much opportunity here. 
there's so much opportunity in influencer marketing, even from a local standpoint, local businesses here in Gainesville, like where, I mean, major brand, whatever, like there's so much opportunity. Because really, if, if I have, you know, women's clothes to sell, which I don't, but, but if I did, sending you a direct message and having a one like direct conversation with you over, hey, can you help me sell these clothes? Is is this a style? Like, is this something that you would be interested in? Mm-hmm. And you saying yes, my rate is this, and you determining what that rate is, going back and forth with a little bit of negotiation. Like, we can come up to an agreement that's going to help me sell some clothes, mm-hmm. and that's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like in in 2019, like that's that's an opportunity that more businesses need to see or it sees, um, what, would you, what would you say, like how should a business, what should the first steps be? If, let's just say, okay, like, I mean, heck, with new scooters for less, I'm a scooter business. You've got some clothes right up there. Right, but like, I mean, even from, from a scooter standpoint, yeah. like I, I wanna sell scooters. Yeah. Like, what should, be, what should be like the thought process, the steps in terms of seeking out an influencer and building that relationship and actually taking the first steps towards doing a campaign. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So you are based in Gainesville, so UF is your primary school. Um, I would definitely try to find an influencer sort of like me that is, that went to UF and still living in the area. Um, Because if you, you know, find a UF or old UF student that lives in New York now. That's not going to do you any good. Right. Um, honestly, for being from the Gainesville area and going to UF, I have tons of UF followers, uh, students now. My little sister's at UF now, so um, that I have a lot of, you know, influence there. But um, yeah, I guess that would be where you to start to seek out who's in town where they went to school, and then go from there. Okay, I yeah, can I mean, tell this you. This is a hard, I deal yeah. with this every day. <laughs> right. And I've got, you know, maybe a couple dozen local companies that I've worked with, about 16 I still work with, while throwing weekly stories, basically. Um, and you probably know the companies if you're on Best of Gainesville. And it's, it's hard, because a lot of them, you know, if they're restaurants, or they're, you know, mom and pop shops, they don't have that much money, mm-hmm. one, they're probably, not to say this in a negative way, but they're still learning social media, especially Instagram. They're probably decent on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if they know what they're doing on Instagram, their content could use a huge boost. So I've gone into companies where they wanna spend some money and it's just, you know, the stuff won't do as well and I need to help create the content which costs extra. So there's a huge opportunity especially for best games, but for everyone to figure out that like perfect kind of melding pot to help the companies with some content, to get them some promotion mm-hmm. um, at a fair price, because it's tough. And the stories are the best way to do it because they don't laugh. I mean, you can, I'm sure you've done posts that you've deleted. I've done the same thing, mm-hmm. but the stories leave after 24 hours. So you can kind of not sell out to a degree, mm-hmm. but you can maybe post something that's easier to, to post. Um, than an actual post or a blog that you have to spend a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exciting for me, the stories, the highlights can keep these businesses kind of in front of people for a little less value than maybe a post or a blog. Right, which 
I think when uh, we look at advertising as a whole, these are the things that keep coming up because um, I'm I'm constantly seeing, and I don't I don't want to hate on TV, radio, or anybody. I know a lot of people who are in the, in these industries, but when I see people spending as much money as they're spending on a TV commercial, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could take your budget, I could take your budget from you, and go invest it into influencer marketing and people are actually gonna see it because they're spending all their time on their phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's so much opportunity and the ROI is going to, it's gonna be a lot better. Yeah. I Place mean, it on the, an ad on Facebook or an ad on Instagram and it, yeah. It'll and, be seen way. Right. Yeah. And the thing is like, the, you know, be like, oh, you know, with, with TV, you know, oh, live sports, like, I mean, whatever. Like, you hear the excuses mm-hmm. of people putting when so much certain industries so much where value. they're competitors are there also. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're not seen, maybe your brand loses some respect to a degree. And it's a hard game to play because you don't want to be the last person on the phone book. You know what well, I mean? You don't want to be spending that money there. I'm sure that, you know, obviously, it probably depends on some demographics. There's still yeah. probably a bunch of sure. old people watching six o'clock news. And <laughs> like, I get it. Like, um, but the one thing that I know, like, even even if I'm watching live sports or something, and that commercial comes on, what do I do? I pick up my phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like getting on Twitter and I'm like looking at what everybody's talking about, and everybody upset that the ref mess, missed that play. <laughs> you know, like all of these different things. Like that's what I'm doing, and I'm just. Or I'm just getting on Facebook or Instagram, seeing what my friends are up to, or checking stories during that time. Like I'm not watching any commercials, and and honestly, and that's only a live sports. I'm not even watching TV in real time anymore. I'm watching yeah. my wife and I like watching Netflix. You know, yeah. like yeah. there's there's no more watching TV on TV's time anymore. So that's that's just why I get so fascinated by with people spending a lot of money on you know TV advertising and um, and heck even radio advertising I could say that new scooters for less used to spend a lot of money on radio 10 years ago yeah <laughs> but not anymore yeah. you know I'm investing all of my money into social media marketing um, and and actually like and I and I didn't want to sound like too naive when it was coming when talking about the influencer stuff like I've definitely dabbled with her do you, do you know Allison Schaefer she yes. was okay. Like she, she went to the University of Florida, um, and she has she, she has the one that works for Disney. She works for Disney yeah. now, but at the time, like when we we had her like a year, year and a half ago, maybe two years. I don't know, two years ago maybe. Uh, but she had on YouTube. She had like twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube, and um, had like well, maybe it's thirty thousand on YouTube and like twenty thousand on Instagram and. I, I liked her brand, like I, I saw her Instagram account and and thought it was really well done. She definitely had branded herself and had a specific look and style to everything that she was doing. And um, and she was known for like this cute bicycle that she used to ride around and stuff, you know, like, and, and I, and so, and I didn't wanna like do anything that would go against her brand, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, it's like, I know you ride the bicycle and that kind of thing, but I said, I don't know if you had ever like, thought about giving a scooter a try. If you're interested in maybe doing a vlog or talking about how you know scooters have become part of Gainesville's culture, like that would be really cool. This is something that you're interested in, like let me know. And she was like, oh yeah, absolutely. I like, my friends have scooters and obviously at the University of Florida, there's scooters everywhere. <laughs> and we got into this 
just conversation about okay, well, like maybe we can do something together. And she did a she did a vlog. It really was just a, and what didn't take away from anything that she had done before. It was just a a day in the life at the University of Florida. She had done several of them, like mm-hmm. vlogging about her college experience, and and you know in in this particular vlog, she like came you know, came over to the dealership, went for a spin on a scooter, right, rode it through campus, and, and just talked about like how scooters have become part of Gainesville's culture and the University of Florida culture. And, um, you know, she did a post on, in a couple posts, a couple Instagram stories and that kind of thing. And I like, I look at how much we paid her, and I, I won't say it, because I don't want to, oh, would she be upset about that? I mean, that was a long time ago. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> um, Hey, I mean, like, there was nothing that said I couldn't talk about, it, but like, it, we paid we paid her four hundred seventy five dollars. Oh, like when I look at the way we were investing money at this time, like it wasn't that's not crazy. Yeah, and I look at the fact that now now like I just looked it up as you guys were talking. She has thirty one point three thousand Instagram followers. Our scooter post is still there. Okay, so I know like. Brands could take down the post. She hasn't. Um, she has seventy, almost seventy-three thousand subscribers on YouTube. So that's grown a lot. Yeah, that's good. And the vlog is still there. So I'm thinking, you know, here I am, a University of Florida student or a, or incoming freshman. Mm-hmm. Find, you know, just found out that I got into the University of Florida. I'm gonna be coming here next fall. I go to I go to Google, and I type life a day a, a day at UF or a day in the life at UF or some something related to those terms, and I find this vlog. And then here is this influencer, you know, talking about how, talking about scooter culture and that kind of thing. And I mean, the residual value that we're gonna get from that 475 bucks spent a couple years ago mm-hmm. is ongoing. Mm-hmm. It's ongoing. And so I just think there's a lot of opportunity for brands. I mean, we wanna do more of it for sure. Um, and you've worked with some ex-UF athletes. Yeah, I mean, in fact, so Eddie Pinheiro, when he like declared that he was going to yeah. to the like NFL, the day of, the day of yeah, I reached out I to him, so. I'm like, hey buddy, um, would you consider doing like an influencer campaign with us? Yeah. Because, you know, like as athletes, like they're, they're so restricted, they can't do any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, but like, I look at them like, all right, I'm gonna continue to build these relationships. We sell a lot of scooters to a lot of football players and other athletes. And I'm like, hey, well, like when they're not in school anymore, then maybe we can do something with yeah. them. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, we were the first, we were the first company to ever do an influencer campaign with Eddie Pinheiro. Nice. Yeah, and it was awesome, and it did, and it did great. Yeah, um, and we actually had video from you know because we always are doing our vlog here at the shop, and we had video from. Uh, the celebration and that kind of thing from when he bought it. So we already had, we had content from from when he actually got the scooter earlier, which we never, we never used, never posted or anything, because we didn't want, we didn't even want him to get, you know, yeah, we didn't even want the uh, possibility. Yeah. We didn't even want the possibility. So we we're like, man, even though I'd be cool and we do that for everybody, um, you know, if, if we're vlogging that day and the celebration gets captured, like, it gets captured, you know, but still we're like, eh, like we're not gonna call attention to who he is because we don't want him to get in, in trouble or anything. So, uh, but it's just interesting to see how, how like it's evolved and even some of the value that we've gotten from it. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of other brands, even local ones, working with local influencers to really build up, uh, build up, 
you know their their business yeah and get absolutely sell stuff <laughs> i mean that's what they want to do businesses want to sell stuff sorry i kind of went on a rant <laughs> no, <that's good. laughs> but i'm just super fascinated by this and i constantly get blown away by how many people are just spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on traditional marketing when they could be investing it into you know this kind of thing so agreed um any more questions? Yeah, I wanted to hit a couple things before it gets too late. So, yeah. one, we haven't talked about hashtags at all. How are you currently using hashtags? And, yeah, just give us your outlook on kind of using hashtags for growth. Okay. Or for explore factors. Yeah. Um, so, always use hashtags that are pertaining to that photo. Um, so, I have a new outfit I'm going to put you know, new outfit, outfit post, outfit of the day, that sort of thing. Um, and you can use up to 20 hashtags. They say 30, but I think that's a little excessive. So I, I usually do around 17 to 20. Um, and don't use the same hashtags for every photo. You have to mix it up. Um, so I have about 100 hashtags that I have that I just mix up and then try not to use the same um, on like maybe every two photos I'll change or I'll change I'll use the same one maybe every two photos if that makes sense um, do you it, keep them in notes or something no actually to be honest uh, one of the girls I follow she has like hundreds of thousands of followers um, she wrote a blog post the 100 best hashtags to use on Instagram and I honestly just go to her blog post every single time and uh just copy and paste and add some of your own? Or just pick out ones that yeah. pertain to okay. my photo, yeah. Um, and that is honestly how I get on the Explore page too sometimes. Are you studying the, are you trying to figure out the algorithm a lot? Because oh I, my goodness. Yeah, is that a yes? <laughs> I don't think there is like figuring out the algorithm. Just, well, because I know you said it. like, I did like 17 to 20 hashtags for a while, everybody was like, 30 hashtags like mm -hmm. go all in do all 30 yeah mm -hmm. and then for a while like yeah you I know still, people are like I don't do any hashtags 30. like they're hurting you right now yeah. I still use like, 30 but I put it in a comment not yeah. in the actual post so it looks a little cleaner mm -hmm. but yeah the algorithm whatever that the reddit of the Instagram yes. algorithm is a is a deep dive I don't recommend taking and I feel like it changes every you know few weeks, couple months. Yeah. So you really, once you start getting the hang of it, it's like, oh, just kidding, we changed it again. So. So there's really not a whole lot of point even investing a ton of time there. It's just there's not. Just focus on building your you, brand, doing yeah, your thing, exactly. building, building your building following. real relationships mm -hmm. with. Exactly. I mean, it's, I will say that, and I wanted to get Kristen before I forget. Yeah. Um, talk about your bio in your Instagram, and. Do you change it up? How many different bios have you gone through like in the past year? Because I know I keep changing it. And your at name is Kristen N. Coffee, mm -hmm. but your name is Kristen Coffee Presley. So those come up simultaneously when someone searches for you. Mm -hmm. So talk about just the whole, 
idea going along with the with the bio? So I actually um, just enrolled in a social media course. Um, it's called Pitch It Perfect, and it's just all about pitching your brand. Um, and I just got done with this, and they kind of explained how your bio should look. Um, it used to. I actually literally changed it last week, so it's funny that you asked me because I haven't. I hadn't changed it for about a year and a half. Um, except when I got married, I put my last name. But um, it, she explained it to where it should be like a who, what, how situation. Like, who are you? What are you gonna do for your followers? Um, and then where can people find you? That sort of thing. So I kind of changed it to that. Um, and then my name on Instagram, Kristen and Coffee, has literally been there since I've started Instagram. So um, now that I have For the Love of Coffee as my brand name, I didn't want to change that coffee um, because that's how people yep. people know me, um, people find me. And then I put Kristen Presley in there just in case you know brands. I do sign all my contracts Kristen Presley, so if they needed to find me, if they just typed in Kristen Presley, they can find me. Cool. Yeah, I think the the bio is something that new influencers or potential businesses or whatever, that's the first place where someone kind of looks at you and they're like, yeah, they're mm-hmm. legit. Or it's like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I switched Best of Gainesville's, basically the first line on the bio to Gainesville's official IG, even though it's not, um, it is because I said it is. So, you know, when someone goes to see if they should follow it, says best of Gainesville, Gainesville's official IG, they're gonna follow Mm it. Um, I've played around with some different things in my golf academy and my personal, and I'm still trying to find the right mix. Um, But it's it's very interesting, just the hackability of of certain things. And I think that's more important than the algorithm. It's kind of finding Mm -hmm. your POV and then Mm -hmm. kind of running with it. Yep. Sorry, I was gonna say. Well, in terms of in in terms of building out followers, a thing that I've noticed is a lot of collaborations with other influencers, Mm -hmm. right? So, like sharing in terms of stories, like, hey, Mm -hmm. hey, if you like my stuff, then go follow this person, and you're tagging them, Mm -hmm. and and then doing that for each other. So Mm -hmm. now you're really sharing followers and bringing each other's audiences, you know, to each other. What's like this morning? I got the coffee. Right. I shared it from my personal. I added you and Best of Gainesville, shared it to Best of Gainesville, came in, did the Woe GNV post from my personal, added you and Woe, and then put Kristen in it when I reshared from Best of Gainesville. So we got like a whole melding of cross promos. Mm -hmm. And that's the greatest way if you have a good community, keep kind of lifting each other up. Collaboration Um, over competition. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. And that's the way it's viewed, is collaboration mm-hmm. over competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has there been anybody who, has there been a cramp pill or whatever that has reached out to <laughs> that you're like, um, you know, this isn't a perfect fit for my brand, but maybe try this person? Have you have you done any of that yet? Um, not really, okay. because a lot of the people that I follow and a lot of my friends in the blogging, blogging community, um, we kind of have the same um, values probably. Yeah, and same, you know, we all are on in fashion, and so 
got it. Not really. Okay. <laughs> but a lot I'm just of good idea. Yeah, I'm just I've done that like, before where I've pushed brands to some like other local influencers just to say, hey, like this is who I'd probably go talk to. Like they're way better than me at this. Because you're still kind of providing value to that 100%, brand. 100%. But Especially like, if I've worked with them before, like mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my honest opinion and try to steer you in the right direction if I can help. Yeah. Now I have had like, if a follower is like, hey, do you know where I can find this? I'm like, no, but I do know who does, you know, who can, and then I'll give them my blogger friend's name. So that way I am kind of cross promoting them, but not not as at a brand standpoint. Um, Would you be willing to give us an idea of what you expect this thing to do for you revenue wise? And you know, it doesn't have to be this year, but maybe in five years' time. What kind of money do you want to be making from this thing? I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I would love, like, I don't, you know, I would love for you to tell us, like, how much money you expect to make in 2019. You know, I just think it's so. Well, and on eye-opening. top of that, what are you, what are you looking to add in 2019 to yeah. your repertoire? So the last the two months that I was pretty much full-time in December, um, I'm kind of basing it on that for like the entire year for 2019. Okay. Um, granted, that was the holidays and you know it's a lot more content than normal, but hope, hoping for 2019, um, I'm at least 80 to 100K. Okay. Thousands. Nice. So to be making, uh, how old are you? 26. 26 years old. I mean, that's just like a, that's what I'm hoping. Right. Um, I'm on the right track, but that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> right. I mean, so no guarantees, but like, yeah. Anything you're gonna happen. get there at some point. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you know that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, do you stay awake at night even thinking about the possibilities five years from now? No, because I'm usually exhausted by working <laughs> all day. I mean, to make 80 to 100 grand yeah. doing this, and and hopefully, you know, this year, and um, then to have the possibility of that just growing again, talking about exponentially growing in terms of following and the blogs well, and I know bloggers that have been doing this for quite some time, like full time, that make about fifty, sixty k a month. Yeah, yeah. So it's there. The money is there. It's just how you know you pitch yourself and everything. Now, did you have to go set this up as a business? Like from an accounting standpoint, oh, I'm working on that. Okay. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, like, I'm yeah. working on that, especially for 2018 taxes. Okay, so got it. Um, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple more questions. Yeah. So, because um, like, I'm kind of doing this a little bit on some <laughs> other sets, but are you going to add your own line or a collaboration with any brands where it's Ooh, like the cool. Kristen Coffee collection or anything like Ooh, that? Ooh, I like um, that. I've done that a few times with like smaller boutiques, um, but nothing like, um, I don't wanna say serious, but nothing in a bigger brand's, not yet. How how about your own brand? No. No, do you think you will (laughs) in the next couple years? Um, Maybe when I get a little bit older, starting my own boutique. Um, Starting my own boutique has always been something that interests me, Uh, but right now I'm focusing 100% on the blog and where that can take me, and then maybe in five years or so, when I start having kids and everything, I'll do the boutique thing. Okay, and then what are some other things you like that we don't get from your Instagram or your blog? And are there any things in that realm, like food or something that you're looking to create a additional IG or an additional blog for? 
Um, no, I think I'm very transparent on my Instagram. Um, I show everyone that I love my husband, that we hang out all the time, that I work from home. Um, I show my friends all the time. So I feel like I cover all of my basis on my personal or my blog Instagram. Yeah. Um, so it's still, it's very, uh, behind, even though you're doing the business part of it, yes. it's still very behind the scenes and a look into your life. And I think that's why a lot of people relate to me because I show all aspects of my life. Um, so, yeah, it's you know it's funny because I don't know it makes me think about um, celebrities because celebrities. I think when social media and stuff first really started making its presence, celebrities had like oh, I'm a celebrity. I don't need that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm too good for you know what I mean. And then you get like people who are going out there. They're providing a ton of value. They're building authentic relationships through social media, connecting with an audience, and growing a following. And they're they're becoming celebrities in their own right. And then now it's like celebrities are like playing. A lot of them are have been playing catch up. Mm-hmm. You know now the good ones are be like you saw like Will Smith was like I'm I'm gonna do a vlog. He started doing it, and obviously crushed it because like he ha- he brings that entertainment value. Mm-hmm. You know, part of me is like that's the right thing to do because otherwise he could have very well have been forgotten about. Yeah, <laughs> long term, like now now he's keeping this daily presence and like really building. You know, so that that part of it is just so I don't know. It's just super intriguing to me. What is what is your husband? Lane, mm-hmm. okay, what's your husband Lane think about all this? <laughs> well, he's very into it now. Okay. Um, I actually just did like a marriage question and answer on my blog because so many people were asking about us and we've actually been together 10 years this year. So since we were 16 and a lot of people wanted, you know, to have questions or had questions about that. So one of them was, what does Lane think about your blog? and Um, how do you get him to be in the camera so much? And I said, he used to hate being on the camera, like in the camera, he hated being in stories, he hated being in my photos, but now. He's getting used to it. Yes, I mean, it's been three and a half years. He had, I mean, he's definitely used to it. He doesn't mind at all. Yeah, my my wife doesn't really like being in my vlog or in my (laughs) stories, so I can kind of relate, but I kind of force her into it. Well, he's 100%, you know, my supporter and he was the one that was like, Kristen, you need to go full time. Like I see how tired you and exhausted you are all the time. Like if you could put in 150% of your effort into this blog, it will succeed. So, but he's an entrepreneur too. So he gets that, he gets that mindset. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm excited to see, like, this is gonna be fun. This is definitely gonna be one of those ones where we have Kristen come back in, you know, two years time, three years time, (laughs) do a little check in. Be like, okay, you were at eighty six thousand followers when we interviewed you, and now you're at a million. What's that? <laughs> I'm hoping what, what's to the get growth been like. Hey, remember when you were trying to make eighty thousand dollars that year? Like, did you accomplish it? She'll start a podcast. <laughs> you know, and we can reverse the roles. Oh, yeah, there you go. go. Like, oh, so so you banked five million dollars this year. Like, are you looking to invest any of that money specifically, like, into our podcast or anything? Like. <laughs> No, I mean it's going to be super exciting to to watch, and I'll definitely keep uh keep up with you on on Instagram and stuff. So, um, for I've that got one final yeah one final thing. So you're from Keystone Heights, you live there. Just from the best of Gainesville perspective, it's not very far. 
35 I've, minutes. I've played golf at Keystone Heights. Okay. It's a Donald Ross golf course, if people know who that is. He also designed Pinehurst. He's super famous. The Keystone Heights golf course is okay. <laughs> but uh, what are the best things to do in Keystone? What's the best What's the best restaurant, and what's like the one thing that Keystone's known for? Um, drive to Gainesville or Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was trying to help it out. So we okay, okay. So we we usually Friday nights we go to McHenry's. Have you been to McHenry's? No. Okay, McHenry's Irish Pub. Um, it's just like bar food, but it's good. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> well, I've never been to McHenry's. I didn't even know McHenry's was a place, so now I do. Yeah, that's there you go. Oh, if you want really really good pizza, Brooklyn Brooklyn Boys. Okay. They're really good. Okay. Boom, baby. Boom. I knew there were hey, some um, hidden gems out there. <laughs> go ahead and tell us your, so your Instagram handle is? Kristen in Coffee. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, another N, C-O-F-F-E-Y. Okay, and for the blog, what's It's what's for the, the love of coffee dot com. Okay. And make and sure you spell coffee E-Y. Yeah, C-O-F-F-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for being here. It was a lot of fun. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you. And Ty, my man, I'm going to miss you, dude. Yeah, I'm going to miss you, too. Have a safe, have a safe flight, trip, yeah. vlog, everything. Yeah, I'm going to try. Record it, I'm share it on your stories. Your stories are going to be epic. Yeah. Can't, pretty can't wait to watch it. And yeah. we'll, we'll figure out something for some fill-ins and stuff while you're away. Yeah. And then I cannot wait to hear about it when you get back, man. So that's it from us today, guys. Gainesville World, thank you so much for listening. And this is the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. We'll see you later. Bye.